Well, welcome guests and the South Point family and friends from both locations. This is our second time doing this. We got a great response last week. Yeah, so, and trust me, we still like each other. By the way, my name's Mark. This I'm is, Brett. Yeah, and we still like each other. <laughs> We're just practicing social distancing That's as right. best as we can. But you can go ahead and invite your, your friends and your relatives to yeah. join us. We're, as always, on live.southpointccc.com. You'll see on there there's a, a share button that you can invite others to, but we're also now on YouTube, youtube.com slash southpointccc, and we're on Facebook Live. So look, we can't go to church, but they can't stop us from being the church right. and, and gathering this way, even though we can't gather in person. So still check in. There's a connection card button there that you can uh, click on or do it in the chat. Uh, there's also, uh, when you do that, you can request prayer. Yeah. You can access online Bibles. Uh, yeah, interact. Interact with us. Like, yeah. hey, listen, maybe you're already missing some social interaction, right? You're missing some people. Don't do this season alone, okay? You probably, that person you thought you didn't, you had enough time with, now you wish you had time with them. So don't do this alone. This isn't just a service online one time of a week. Hey, connect with us throughout the week. We have groups. Yeah, we can meet. They're not meeting in our buildings and not necessarily meeting physically all the time, but we have virtual hangouts. We have lots of opportunities to connect. So make right. sure you're connecting during this time, not doing this alone. Even our shift, uh, middle school, high school community, our ministry, we have a great opportunity. We did a virtual hangout, our first ever last week. Yeah, it was, it was great. I, I watched it. That was It really was cool. awesome, man. Yeah. We had some fun, played some games, and still had small groups too. So please check that out. And for all the kids and preschool families, um, we have our uh, lessons, the videos, and the lesson guides that go along with them. We're going to be putting on our Facebook channel so that you can have and have kids kind of church at home. So we can still do this and grow closer to God together. Ministry goes on. Our food pantry, yes, will still continue to be open. Uh, so if you want to donate food, uh, please, that'll be great. Uh, just make sure you call before so we make sure we can get the delivery. Also, we're going to be giving out some communion, these little pre-packaged communion cups and wafers this week. So while supplies last, you can pick them up during food pantry time or on Mondays and Tuesdays at the Trenton campus. All of this information about updates and everything, you can check out the website, southpointccc.com slash coronavirus for all of it. And also there you can find a button where you can get uh, text updates as well. Yeah. So here we are. I mean, I, I, maybe you saw online too that somebody put how, wow, I'm giving up a lot more for Lent than I anticipated, <laughs> right? Because what seemed so important just a short time ago Man. has all fallen away now. So we've, we've changed things up and we have a new series we're starting today called Resilient. Yeah. And you think, well, what, what is resilience? And I think of, you know, a little, little plant uh, growing in the midst of a very dry, arid landscape, or I think of a, a tree bending in a storm. Yeah. I think of uh, camels. You know, camels <laughs> are, are very resilient. They're built for survival. Yeah. They can go for like six months without food. They can go for months without water. Uh, I think of cockroaches being resilient. Um, I think of Twinkies. You're technical. I'm like, maybe I'm not smart. I think, <laughs> I think of I don't, I'm not sure that they bounce back very well. They just get hard <laughs> and stale. But uh, uh, I, I'd say another animal would be Back, back, I don't know, several years ago, there was this documentary called March of the Penguins, right? Never saw it. I heard it. It was really it. cool uh, about these uh, emperor penguins who are surviving under the world's most incredibly harsh circumstances in the hmm. Antarctic. And, and they would go like four months without wow. sun uh, wow. while, they're, while they're trying to care for their soon-to-be little penguin children. Interesting. They got no food at all. They can only eat snow <laughs> for water. And so in... in Antarctica's winter, all other species of animals leave except huh. for the emperor penguins. They're very 
resilient. So, but you think maybe a little bit more close to home, wow. your shoes. You, get, you got inner soles in your shoes and they're resilient because they're spongy and you step on them and they bounce back. Or maybe you think about those elastic waistbands, right, in your, in your <laughs> pants, how you stretch them out and um, oh. they, they, they snap back, hopefully, right? For a while until you get for old, while, right? Yeah, they, they eventually stop stretching. That's yeah. funny. So, but I think about for people then, we're talking about people who are able to bounce back when things go wrong, who are able yeah. to cope when things don't go as mm -hmm. planned. They're able to handle those problems and uh, they're able to face adversity and, and adapt to it because I, yeah. I don't know this past week I have felt like mentally stressed. Yeah. I can't imagine when some people are going through their worlds are being turned upside down. Man. They're struggling mm -hmm. under the pressure and you just see people feeling uh, kind of uh, disappointed and disillusioned and downhearted and depressed and they just they, they don't have yeah. hope. Depends upon the day, right? Like one day yeah. I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm feeling pretty good. And then the next day I'm stressed out. As long as you don't watch the news, I guess. Yeah, right? I don't know. It's just day, day by day it was different. It definitely overall kind of has this feeling of everybody in the world just got that big, huge right hook or whatever. And like you're, you're down on the mat. We just got punched in the face and everybody is down. And so what are we going to do? And I think that's that resilient. What is resilient? <clears throat> it's, are we going to pick ourselves back up, right? That old song. Chuba Wamba Thombo whatever Chumba Wamba that song you know Tub I get thumping. knocked down but yeah. I get up again you're right. never gonna keep me down I'm not gonna keep singing because you tune out but that that kind of thing that song or like old school one of the best by Survivor Eye of the Tiger yeah. no that's what I'm talking Katy Perry's version's lame that's so, true um, and uh, the Champion by Carrie Underwood I mean there's lots too. of songs man that. no um, you have to tune in another day so uh, but those are the I think of those songs there's lots of songs about that can-do attitude yes we get knocked down but we're gonna get up again. And as believers, as Christians, we have, it, we have that kind of perspective, a different perspective. It's more of an eternal, spiritual perspective because I don't just, we don't look at just the physical things around us. We have a different kind of, I think of the Transformers because I'm lay, I mean, I'm a kid at heart, but I love the Transformers and they had that slogan, more than meets the eye, right? We can see it's more than meets the eye because we've been transformed. Um, we see things differently and that's what faith does. And here's the deal. So if you're tuning in today or watching, listen, we want to be upfront and honest. Like this faith, this resilient faith, this hope is really only found through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's not just something that all of us just have naturally, but it's in seasons like this where we realize we don't have it or when we thought we did. Um, but we want to point you to Jesus because he, he offers it. And so no matter where you find yourself, maybe you've said yes, maybe you haven't said yes to Jesus, or maybe you don't even know much about Jesus. It is a a promise that you could access this. Jesus wants you to have this peace and this hope. And so that's what we want to talk about today because we've all been in these situations where we need it and Jesus has provided real hope. And this isn't that pie in the sky, what is it, that um, uh, positive, positive confession, confession yeah. where you just speak it into existence? Whatever kind of you thing. want. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. not that. It's, it's real hope. It's confidence in God's promises, which is actually our big idea. Our hope makes us resilient because glory lies ahead. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Would you consider yourself more of an optimist or a pessimist? I'm totally an optimist, man. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think That's you have me. to be as a leader, but I got to admit, I'm, I'm a little bit of both. Um, I don't want to go into that whole power of positive thinking thing, you know, yeah. but I, yeah. I don't want to go down the road of expecting the worst either. I, I think instead what God offers is something <laughs> better than optimism. It's more like a hopeful realism that says, you know, hard times are going to come, but, but we have an ultimate victory because we have a confident yeah. expectation, which is what hope is, confident that God will fulfill his promises. 
I, I think we end up with way too many unrealistic expectations oh, yeah. that, you know, life is just going to go on as we plan it, that everything's going to be great. And that's just not the way it works. Mm -hmm. Life gets tough sometimes. Bad things do happen. Things go wrong. Life doesn't turn out the way you planned. Tragedies, heartbreaks, babies die, yeah. uh, houses get burned down, possessions get stolen, jobs are lost. Man. Yeah, uh, employees get laid off, people get cheated, on and on. And your faith can really get shaken to the core by those things. But really, we. Let's Shouldn't be surprised it. by that. Don't we? I mean, you say all that stuff, and come on. I mean, I'm like, that's not fair, Brett. You know, it's not no, fair, it's right? right? That's what we're thinking. It's not, it's fair. not fair. Parents, oh my gosh, you're going you're gonna to hear that phrase a lot in the next three weeks when your kids are at home more often, right? Like, Mom, it's not fair. He got a bigger slice of the pie. Or, Dad, it's not fair. She never has to clean up. Or, it's not fair. In my house, man, we heard that a lot. And oftentimes, we had the paper plate contract. And so my wife would bring out these paper plates because we always had paper plates and we would write down, okay, here's what everybody agrees to and this is our contract. <laughs> Why? Because we had this expectation of fairness. Why do we even have that? Like, I didn't teach them that. I, I think God gives us to it. That's one of those little arguments for God. Right. You know, that yeah. it's an eighth. All over the world, people just have this idea. And what is fairness anyways? It's like mm -hmm. this expectation of this perfection, this ideal. And right. like we know perfection mm -hmm. is not real and yet we have this expectation of it. And so I think things ought to be <clears throat> fair. Mm -hmm. So if a kid studies harder, then he should get a better grade than that kid who did nothing. Absolutely. An employee right. should make more money if they work harder than the person who does nothing. Yep. Mm -hmm. And yet that's not the way the world works. That's the problem, right? There's even a guy in, in Scripture in the Old Testament, his name is Job, and his story, man, is powerful and painful altogether. He did everything right. As far as we know, he did everything right. right, and yet almost everything except for his life itself was taken away from him. And his friends, they were no help. They came and said, it's your fault, because that's what they thought. They were expecting fairness. And yet Job, in the midst of all of that, had the most amazing, resilient faith in yeah. God. That's pretty practical for today. Yeah, I mean, Job is obviously a hero. But so, I mean, the same, it's, it's an age-old question. It goes all the way back to Job and before. Why is this happening? Is mm -hmm. like people are asking, are they asking you, is God oh, yeah. causing this? Or is God uh, bringing judgment on the world through this? Or maybe the other side, is Satan attacking us through this? Oh, and yeah. what we need to understand is that God is not the only cause of things that happen. Uh, we, don't, we don't believe that God is purposely causing this. I mean, he, it's possible, but more likely he it's in his permissive will. He is allowing it to happen. I, I have no reason to believe that, that God is sending this on us for any particular purpose. It's just life on a fallen planet where we're, we're living under the curse of, yeah. that's on the earth, that's on humanity because of our fall in Genesis 3 when Adam and Eve chose to sin. It, it led to this whole domino effect down to today. So really, we're looking at three causes for anything that happens. First, it can be God, or second, it can just be the natural laws established by God, mm -hmm. or it can be those free will creatures created by God. That's us. And so, you know, you, you look back in the history of the world, and humans have experienced all kinds of tragedy and disaster, like this virus. It's nothing new. Yeah. And it's typically some sort of a combination of a corrupted nature and a corrupted free will in us, right? It's so tough to hear, but we're true. what's that? Tough to hear, but yeah, it's it, true. It is. And so we're we're looking like, is this the end of the day? Is this the last days? Is this the end of the world? Well, 
we, we never know that because we've been in the last days ever since Jesus rose from the dead. Come on, this is your this moment is to be the headline right here, Brett. And Dave? <laughs> so, no, uh, you know, is it the apocalypse? Nobody knows. Uh, it, it could be today. It could be a thousand years from now. But all I know is that when tough times like this face us, we always have two options. We can kind of go the route of the apocalypse right. where everything's just Doom. going terrible, negative. It's the end. Or we can choose the route of return to God and revival yeah. and renewal. And that, that's what we've typically mm -hmm. chosen over and over again. We, we always... Yeah. have that choice. Nothing new. Yeah. And come on, let's face it, we all like to, it, it makes us feel more comfortable, I guess, or safe if we can just put a nice bow on it and say this is what it is. Yeah, we, we know what this is. Well, we don't. Yeah, even you if know. it's like a, it's the end of times, it makes us feel good to say this is what it is. And so people like to speculate and just put yeah. things into a box, but right. that's not, it's not reality. We just don't, don't live know. in that. We live in a fallen world. Bad things happen that just cannot be explained sometimes. Right. And Jesus, he, he was okay with that. He even said, Matthew 5, yeah. he causes his son to rise on... That son, yeah. yeah son evil and the good. And yeah. sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. He's okay with that. He yeah. admits that, hey, good things happen to both, right? And, and bad things happen to both. Yeah. yeah. That sun, that's all, that sun's always shining. Right. Even if you can't see it, it's, it's still shining. And that sun melts wax, also hardens clay. So it depends on your response yeah. to it, correct? I, I like the other, we, we talked about this earlier, but I like this one better. For all you Southerners out there like me, I'm gonna get my Southern accent on. It's like sweet tea. So tea is best, that you get all the great attributes of tea when you put it into hot water. Or yeah, you, well, and you probably do like we do. Sometimes we'll make sun tea, right? Yeah. You make a jar of tea and you set it in the window mm -hmm. and the sun shines down and it brings out the strength of the tea, right? right. The sun does that. Yeah, the heat brings out the best in it. And then mm -hmm. like the Holy Spirit is the sugar. So that's when like sweet tea is where it's at, okay? That's where, we're just saying, all right? So here it is. So this is a great analogy. So sometimes good things happen to good and bad. It just happens. We are in a fallen world, sons and daughters of this Adam and Eve, the first created people. We are fallen people. And so sometimes, not that this is something, it's just yeah. we bring on calamity. Oh, yeah, but, uh, okay, so there's a fallen world, there's fallen people, but there is also a fallen angel, right? Yep. We have an enemy, Satan is our adversary who causes adversity. Going back to your story about Job, Job didn't know what was going on, what he had done to deserve yeah. that. He didn't know what was going on behind the scenes that Satan was actually attacking him because he was good, because yeah. he was righteous, uh, and God allowed that to happen. So Job, Job had God's favor, and yet all those awful things happened to him because of that. So never mm -hmm. equate God's favor with your good fortune. Right. You know, we... There, we're never necessarily going to know why those kinds of things happen. Yeah. It's more important how we respond to them, the perspective. We're definitely that we not take. promised those things, right? This resilience, like, I think the word resilient, we think about we need to be resilient. Yeah. And I think what we realize is like, I'm not the resilient one. I'm, I need something resilient. And so I'm forced to look for something that is resilient, that's bigger than the situation that I find myself in, which then again makes us look for something that's resilient, and that's right. God. So it makes us depend on God who is resilient. So I think about like babies. <laughs> babies are absolutely adorable, right? Babies are absolute pure joy, right? Mm -hmm. Except Not when, always, no, no. Except when they're <laughs> they pooping all yeah, over the place or when they're crying <laughs> they're, all night long, right? Yeah. They're not, that's adversity, right? That's, that's difficult times. I remember those long <laughs> nights, man. Yeah, man. Oh. And in those times, though, of adversity, it can actually bring out and embolden your bond and your love for your child, or it points out the lack of, 
love or bond with yeah. that child. I want you to listen to the words of James, who's the brother of Jesus. Um, he, he experienced a lot of adversity. I mean, this guy was most likely murdered mm -hmm. violently for his faith. Martyr. Um, yeah. And so here's what he says, consider it pure joy. Pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And listen to this, this is tough. Let perseverance what? Finish, finish its, its work. work. Like we want to stop it. Like, please, enough, enough, enough. No, 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 no. He says, let it finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. There's no doubt this is a time of testing. Let it mature us. Let it build a perseverance up in us. Don't walk away from it. Don't be afraid of it. Be confident. Our hope in Jesus has gone nowhere. You can be confident in God's promises right now mm -hmm. that he is going to work for our good yeah. and his glory, which ultimately is our glory. We can be confident that we are victors in Christ, not victims. Can't change our circumstances, but we sure can yeah. change how we respond. Yeah. Are you a golfer? Putt-putter. I love putt-putt. <laughs> All right, I won't. I won't go there. Uh, I don't. I don't enjoy golfing because all I do is hit it in the weeds and the trees, and I spend the whole day looking for the golf balls. But I, I understand at the beginning when golf started, they they made the balls smooth, and after a while they figured out if when they got roughed up, like when I would hit them in the woods and the rocks and everything, it it actually made them go farther. And so they ended up um, manufacturing golf balls pre-roughed up by having dimpled covers on them. And it's just kind of points out that we go farther when we get roughed up. And so the, the old saying is tough times never last, but tough people do. Yeah, yeah. And we're tough people because we have a tough faith. And that reminds me of another tough guy from the Old Testament, not only Job, but Joseph. Joseph Ooh, got yeah. sold into slavery by his brothers and uh, he was falsely accused of, of assault and he got thrown into prison, spent many years there and had every right to be upset and disillusioned and, and yeah. bitter and, and depressed and all that. But he rose up out of that. God lifted him up out of that to rule in Egypt. And when, he, when his brothers showed up, here's what he said to them in Genesis 50, verse 20. He says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for what? For good, good. to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Yeah, man. And there's lots <clears throat> of bad right now, isn't there? There is. I mean, there's plenty of bad to go around and... See, so that's the question, like, oh, that's great, Joseph and everything, but can God really bring good out of this? Again, not pie in the sky, positive confession, speaking it into Hope. existence. No, this is Hope. like, if that's God's promise, yeah. then he can, Hope. he can bring good. Hey, on a simple thing, I've just been noticing like, like Uber and ride-sharing places, they're like cutting the, the delivery fees to help restaurants out. Oh. I've seen restaurants giving away free food, even yeah. when they're struggling to help people out. Um, I, I've seen uh, tech companies provide their stuff, their resources for free for people during this time. I mean, that's a way that we are changing our priorities, right? Yeah. All of us are being forced to change our priorities in this season. It's going to either lead us to bitterness or humility, uh, to that apocalypse or to that um, <laughs> revival, yeah. right? right? So no matter what happens, we got to remember this. God's in control and he knows the future. I mean, he's already there. And, and plus, and he cares about us. Yeah. Like sometimes we forget that, I, for, I forget, like he's not a distant God. He is a God who cares about us. Peter says it like this, I can cast all my anxiety, cast all your anxiety on him mm -hmm. because he cares for you. And he actively cares for me, like not this distant caring, but he actively cares. And so mm -hmm. much so that we know the scripture gospel is that he became human flesh. He experienced the unfairness. Yeah. He experienced pain and suffering, not because he had to, he chose to. Mm -hmm. And if we're honest, like right now, there's a bunch of homebound people that have been homebound for a long time. 
And sure. we're struggling right now, but we can empathize. And our schedules have been forced to be kind of cleared a little bit, but doesn't that provide space to think about people mm. more often? Well, you, you, talk, you talk about how God cares for us. You know how we ultimately know that is, is you look to the cross. Yeah. I mean, that is the ultimate uh, symbol of God's care for us. And I know you, you go through times where you wonder, and you may be going through all kinds of difficulties right now that maybe have nothing to do with what's going on in the world, just your own issues and problems. And you think, man, I don't, I don't know if God loves me. I don't know if he really cares for me. And uh, we think that he's, he's forgotten us or he's abandoned us. And all you got to do is look to the cross and you know that yeah, he's, so. he absolutely loves you. Because that's the point is we have hope beyond this world. I mean, that's where our, our hope is not in this world, it's beyond it, um, because this is not our final destination. This isn't paradise. Thank One goodness. day, God's going to make all things right, but yeah. we ain't there yet. When we, when we get there, then we'll definitely notice the difference. <laughs> uh, someone has said that uh, Christianity is really the only thing with a future to it, oh, yeah. and that's the hope we have. So if you're feeling hopeless today in any way, I want you to look in the Bible, because in there, it says, fear not, 365 times, fear not. And that's because hopelessness yeah. typically leads to fear. And so I'm, in a way, I'm, this is leading, I think, to the death of that whole prosperity gospel yeah. thing that we see here, especially in our culture that says, God's going to bless you and give you all this health and wealth. And it's just not true. God never guarantees mm -hmm. us all those physical material things. You're going to be healthy. You're, you're going to have finances. You're going to have a good job. God is way more concerned with your soul, with your eternity, than he is concerned with improving the quality of your life right. here and now. Yeah. Bigger thing. Big time. And you said 365, right? Yeah. That's one per day, right? One per day. So <laughs> every day we have a verse or something to tell us not yeah. to fear. So today you cannot fear because there's something in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right, man, this is, okay, so we're going to take a moment and, and we've been talking to everybody kind of, especially those that maybe don't have faith right now or don't have this hope and, and are looking for it. But I want to take a moment to talk to the church. Um, we should, we have hope. When we give our life to Christ, we have hope. And, and how does, what does a church, what does a resilient church look like? Well, again, I go back to that boxing, that you know, Rocky, he would go right up, right? We don't cower away from the big bad guy in front of us. We don't cower away or hide from the pain or the trouble. Man, we go right into it. Right. We, don't, we don't use our, our hope as kind of a little blanket, a little cushion, a pillow to kind of keep all the bad things away. No, we go into the bad places with our hope, equipped with our hope, because we know, hey, it's okay. It's going to be okay. God's got this. And so our hope, man, we should be the brightest thing in the world right now. We should go to wherever we can go, whether it's virtually, digitally, or in person, and share this hope with other people. Things are going to get worse, let's just face it, for a little while, probably yeah. before they get better. It's okay. Yeah. Don't bunker in. Don't be selfish. And like, let's not, a resilient church doesn't look selfish, and it's all about us and complaints about other people. It's about how can we share this hope with as many people as possible. Trust me, God knows what you need. He's already in the future. He, you can't plan for all this stuff. He's not freaking out. He knows what's going to happen. Trust Him. Trust in His care. And trust in what Paul said here in Philippians 4.19. And my God, we want that to be your prayer. Mm -hmm. My God will meet all your needs according to whose riches? The riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. Hoarding in our trust and our wealth and our finances hasn't worked out. We realize that we need to show the world something bigger during this time, church. Yeah, really. I think the great dividing line between Christianity and all the other religions is this hope of the resurrection because that even helps us to have hope 
in the face of dying. I mean, Paul, the apostle, is referring to that when he writes this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. He says, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So our hope is that Jesus is coming back. We don't know when that will be. It could be any time. But because we don't know when, we've got to keep working until then. We don't know what the future holds, but we do have a message of hope to share. And here's, here's this message of hope. Colossians 1.27, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So is Christ in you. I mean, Jesus is the hope of the world. Yeah. He's what we have to share. And so we, no matter what, we have a fantastic future ahead of us. So a big idea again is our hope makes us resilient because glory lies ahead. And that's the kind of hope that helps that's us good. to remain flexible, to endure pain, to persevere in order to rebound and yeah. recover uh, from whatever this world throws at us. So we're going to give you some different ways to respond right now. And the first one is going to be communion. So get your communion supplies. If, if you came in and got one of these little communion cups with bread already pre-sealed and packaged, go ahead and get that out. But you can make do if you don't have communion. I mean, get, get grape juice and crackers. If you don't have that, uh, wheat thins and water, tortillas, tortillas. and Gatorade. Tortillas. <laughs> uh, the grape juice is, is important in a sense because it really does remind us of the blood of Christ. It looks like that. But if you don't have that, we just want to be able to share in a time of communion with you. So apple juice, orange juice, whatever you got, uh, just go ahead and get it ready. All right? Because we're going to share that in just a little bit. I say tortillas because of my southern accent. I say tortillas, yeah, that was, you know? That was really authentic, Mark. Whatever you have, right? <laughs> hey, I, I know a joke is somewhat, but I don't take a moment. Listen, maybe if, if you're listening right now, you're watching, maybe you're... You know, you, you really don't have hope or you've misplaced your hope into something that didn't, didn't work out, didn't pan out. Maybe your faith was in your career and maybe that feels like it's been taken away from you or has been taken away from you. Maybe it was in your the idea of control, right? You can control what was going to happen and that's been taken away. Maybe mm -hmm. it's in your, your grades or your college career or something that you, you placed your faith in, your hope in something, and now you're realizing it wasn't a firm foundation. If that's you right now, listen, this is not the time to run away from God. Listen, I've been there. We've been there. We know what that feels like. It feels like everything has changed and, and you have no hope and you've got to run away and kind of bunker and hopefully nobody notices you. This is not the time to run away from God. This is the time to run to God and run to him as quickly and as fast as possible. He loves you. He's waiting with arms open wide. Listen, you, you cannot. You, you cannot change the past. You can't change what I've already done, what you've already done. Uh, and you can't change the circumstances necessarily that you find yourself in, but you can change your response. How are you going to respond to this message of hope? How are you going to respond to Jesus Christ today? His gospel is, 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 a, is a gospel, is a message of, of hope. You can admit that I'm a sinner, that we've all sinned, we've all done things to disobey God. Uh, you can repent, which means to place my trust in Jesus instead of trusting in myself. And then you can be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. And you actually get this extra gift, not just the hope of glory, but today we receive the indwelling, the, the presence of God's Spirit in our lives today, which is amazing. So if you want to talk to someone about Jesus right now or in the next few moments or this week, please text the word baptism to the number that will be on the screen, 734-890-5454, or email us at baptism at southpointccc.com. 
please let, let us know, contact us. So these people can help you answer your questions. They can even help you get prepared for having a baptism at mm -hmm. one of our campuses, or yep. maybe even help you prepare to do a, your own baptism at your house. Do it yourself a baptism. DIY, yeah, yeah You man. can do it. All right. Remind you of another way to respond, and that's to give. I mean, we, we of course, we care about our South Point family and all their needs. Uh, that's way more important than a church budget right now, but we also just want to be upfront with you and remind you that we can't do what we do mm -hmm. without you. And so uh, we, we count on you to be faithful in your giving. If you're able to do that, it, just because we're not holding in-person gatherings doesn't mean that church isn't going on every day. We're being the church all the time. So uh, we're doing what we can. We're, we're cutting any kind of spending that we can. Uh, but please remember your church and go to give.southpointccc.com. If you're not doing online giving yet, you can, of course, mail your check into the church, South Point Church, 5699 Fort Street, Trenton, 48183. By the way, if you're on live.southpoint, there is a give button that you can click as well. And, uh, and there's also a, uh, a button for requesting prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's prayer. So more than ever, right, we all realize we need some prayer prayers for ours personally and prayers for people that we know. So we want to kind of have a time of prayer right now. And then after our time of prayer, we're going to kind of have a time of communion. So you can start preparing that. Um, during our, this is the 41 days, we were in this season of 41 days of prayer leading up to Easter. So we want to continue that. Um, focusing on prayer during this season, grow your prayer life. Like pray to God all the time. Open up God's Word and read. If you'd like to be on a, our prayer list, you can check it out on our website and receive all the daily updates on that 41 Days Prayer Guide. Also, you can place a prayer request there or you can email your prayers in at prayer at southpointccc.com encourage you to pray during this season. If you don't know how to open up a Bible or you'd like to learn how to study the Bible, let us know. Love the connection card. Mm -hmm. Connect with us on the chat and we will help you open that up this time, this season together. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to say a prayer and we'll pray for a few things. We'll say a prayer kind of publicly out loud and then we'll give you a moment to pray silently with whoever's at your home or, or together. Trust me, God doesn't need a building for you to pray. He hears us wherever we are. So spend some time in prayer. I want to first start out by praying for those that are struggling right now, maybe that are sick or have some family that are sick or in trouble right now, and they could use this resilient hope. So let's, I'm going to say a prayer for them right now. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this hope that you provide. And there are families, there are individuals all across this world who are struggling, who are sick, who are in pain, who have lost jobs, who are in fear, who have lost resources, who are just struggling. And so, God, they feel weak. They feel like they've been punched and, and down on the mat. God, during this time, we pray for the believers that are in those situations to remember the hope that they have in your son, Jesus Christ, and to be the hope for the world. And we pray for those that do not have hope, man, to find hope during this season. We lift them up during this time, and it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. So here's a moment for you to pray at home. Okay, now we're, we're, let's, let's continue to pray for uh, our, our nation and our world and those who are leaders, political and otherwise, doctors, those in the medical field dealing with all this day-to-day, -day, first responders, uh, anybody that is trying to bring resolution and, and the cure to, to all these different problems. Let's pray for them. Lord, we, we ask in Jesus' name that you will give them wisdom, give them discernment. God, we pray for 
the, the cure to be found. We pray for those who are hurting um, in, in any way, physically, financially, spiritually, God, that you will protect them from any further harm, that you will uh, help them to uh, grow stronger and turn to you, Lord. We want to pray now for people specifically by name. And this is where you're going to pray silently. We're asking to pray for people you know that need Jesus in their lives, that need a church family, that need that community, um, that you would have the boldness to, to talk to them, invite them, call them, text them, whatever, uh, but pray for them right now. In the season right, we're thinking about ourselves and we're thinking about all the things and needs that we have and others have, we also sometimes can forget what we are thankful of. God, we have a lot to be thankful for. So right now we're going to spend some time praying for, um, remembering what we can be thankful for. So God, thank you so much for the breath that all of us right now that are watching this, are, we have, God, for the family and friends that we do have around us, for the things that we do have, God, for the abilities that we do have. God, we thank you for the opportunity to know who Jesus is. We thank you for the opportunity to share this faith with others. We thank you for the opportunity to be encouragement. We thank you just for the things that you have done on a daily basis as we look back and as we look forward. We thank you for what you've done. And most importantly, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who came to this earth. God, you, God of infinity, God of all power and majesty, came and humbled and became a human lived a perfect life and then died on that cross, a horrific death, and then you raised him from the dead. And now we have hope. And so, God, we thank you more than anything for that hope that we have in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so as we turn to this time of communion, as we prepare our hearts for this time of communion, we want to kind of enter it with thankfulness, thankful for what you have done. So now here's a moment for you at home to kind of just reflect and to kind of prepare your hearts for this time of communion. And we all pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so get your communion. And if you've got one of these little kits, it's, you peel off the top. And there's a, a slice of bread there. And the juice, you, there's another seal for that. So uh, if you're a believer, you're welcome to do this with us now. And we recommend your kids join us if they've made their own decision for Christ. They've been baptized. But I'm going to be reading now from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat. And then in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This, is, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's drink. And I'll drink. <clears throat> 